How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Yeah, you are listening to some comedy, everything to do with comedy. We have some great uh, guests today, and it's about hustling. Dean Young? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about hustling. And uh, see, see the guys, it's a tough job, this comedy business. I don't think people realize how much goes behind the scenes because creating the material is one thing, and that is difficult. But then to get yourself out there is a whole different thing, and, and what better guys to talk about it. Uh, welcome, Dean Young, Tevin, yeah. Techie Tom, Vincenz. With the, the After the Show, if you haven't watched um, Inside Jokes After the Show, check it out on YouTube. It's starting to look really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to wear makeup next time, guys. <laughs> you want to? Make it in video. The people want video. Yes. We got to do video. Please share. Uh, go to the Inside Jokes. Uh, go to at Inside Jokes 640. Uh, and let's get us get some traction so I can start paying the 16 producers on the show who can't eat. 16. They're looking really skinny like Dean. I don't know, man. <laughs> we got to talk. I'm going to bring in food. Remember like guys. two years ago when I used to own things? <laughs> and it all went downhill. After the relationship. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay, so hustling. Let's talk about these guys. This is a guy I saw at uh, JFL. We hung around for a little bit. That's it was right. a lot of fun. Jean-Paul <laughs> appeared on CBC, Comedy Network, CTV, Teletoon, and the Strombo Tonight Show, and of course, JFL Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been raved about in Now Magazine. Big raves. Yeah. Big raves right? for that guy. Big yes. Raves. Big raves. And that's um, the voice of Keith Pedro in the background on bass. I don't know. Kip. Um, but um, Jean-Paul, you're born in Trinidad, yes. raised in Brooklyn, and now in Toronto. Well, What a mess. So just so, yeah. just, just so that uh, we can clear up some of the... Uh, the uh, Gossip Bro- magazine. Brooklyn, Ontario. Yeah. So, uh, oh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn was for a couple years. Um, but Brooklyn. it was it was literally at the height of uh, hip-hop and planet rock and all that kind of stuff. So yes. I, I kind oh. of uh, gravitated towards that before we moved back to Toronto mm-hmm. from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the Brooklyn came from. But it's very cool street cred to be in Toronto to have that, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. You should lie about it and say years in Brooklyn. But the funny thing is, now it's even cooler to say you're from Toronto, so I might just is it? I might just and mix would, off Brooklyn. Where? In Mississauga? Like, where is that? No, Toronto. I grew up, like, right at uh, Don Mills and Eglinton. No, where is it cool to say you're from Toronto? All over the world right okay, now. Okay, good. That's yeah, good. No, I like to... Yeah. I don't want to ditch it. I'm just saying... And, Except for the Leafs part, it is a place to be proud of, I think. Yeah, but nobody knows about nobody the Leafs. Knows about nobody that. knows about the Leafs well, outside, outside Montreal, of Canada. Outside no of Canada, really, nobody no knows really about In Montreal, about I felt the pinch at JFL. I'm just saying, we're going to talk about that. Cause, <laughs> I, I uh, think uh, even Toronto people aren't proud of the Leafs. They just pretend they are because they have no choice. Right. Right? And then I got dissed. Keith Pedro. What's up? Founding member of Toronto's cult classic sketch collective, The Boom. Boom. Whoa, this is an old bio. Boom. <laughs> well, that's what I do here. It's a, the well, 08 bio. It's, it well, gets I haven't have anything then. current. No, I'm joking. Um, no. And you performed at this year's Just for Laughs just a that's month right. ago, not too yeah. long ago, in the homegrown lineup. That was that's, so much fun to watch. That's right. I was there at the homegrown lineup. How did that feel? Felt great. Did felt you? ecstatic. I went home and sponsored a child right away after. <laughs> I was so inspired by 
what happened. It was great. No, but when you have a good set, you feel good. Like especially something like that. J- the JFL is the grand poobah. Well, all. the funny thing, the funny thing about the homegrown lineup this year was uh, even before I found out uh, that I was going to be at JFL performing, uh, I knew what the homegrown lineup was, and it was such an incredible lineup that uh, I was like, I gotta go to JFL. I mean, like four just, people just to see. Nah, man, it was it was a heavy lineup. Yeah, it was one of the best. It was between ones, yeah. between it was you. Uh, Chris Robinson, mm-hmm. that's uh, my boy. Nigel. Grinstead, yeah. that's my homie. Um, Sophie, uh, Sophie, Sophie, Rita, Marasta, uh, Mike Rita. Guys, yeah, who's was... the tall guy from Calgary? Uh, like blunt hairdo. I loved him so much. And then he's talking, and then he, all of a sudden he tells, <laughs> you think he's straight. And Mace Galoni. T- oh no, Chazowski. Chazowski, love yeah. him. Yeah. Mace Galoni, awesome. Mace Galoni was uh, on that lineup as yeah, well. Yeah, it was so fire. I, I got really nervous. Tight I threw up twice. Like I was like Jamie Foxx on any given <laughs> Sunday. Right before I went on, I just threw up twice. Did you get nervous? Oh yeah, and Scott nervous. Thompson hosted it. Yeah, he was awesome. I oh, loved yeah. it. Speaking I sat right of tall at the front. Blondes. Yeah. <laughs> now, Keith, there were some people right at the front, so I I sat uh, stage left, like yeah. right in the front row, because I just there was no other seats. But the people right in the middle, yeah, they were. I don't know if they were really drunk or high, but they were laughing. They were good. Did you find them distracting? Because I was kind of watching the dynamic and. You're all pros, um, but does well, that ever I can't. I went on first, so mm-hmm. you know, I threw the bar up there and I told the guys to go get it. And uh, out of boy, <laughs> I like. That I couldn't one. really tell. You know what I mean? I couldn't really <laughs> tell. They were just loving my stuff. I had it was you know there was so much love in that room, and I couldn't really tell because I went first. Mm-hmm. It's hard to I- tell if the audience if they're just being like heckly or. Or just rowdy when you're the first person, right? I know. It's hard to tell. Well, but you what? went up and you killed it, dude. It was yes, crazy. Yes. I chalk outlined that theater. <laughs> I love these lines. I, your stand-up, you're like that too with the one-liners, which is I great. I used to make bumper stickers, to tell you the truth. Did you? No. Not ever. <laughs> you're killing me. You're killing me. Cards. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. very old, and I believe everything you say right oh, now. No, it's cool. Dean, what were you going to say? Well, that no one knows this. It's an in- industry secret. But that whole homegrown lineup this year was just to decide who gets to open for Mace Galoni yeah. for the next five wow. years. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to be doing that, Pedro. We're all going to be opening for Mace Galoni. I don't know. Wonder Boy. Boy know. Wonder. Mace Galoni is a legend. That he guy, is. he's such a young... I'm going to like pull a Nancy Kerrigan and take out his legs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You have to. <laughs> Just have him on the floor. There. No, so, shout out to Mace Galoni. He's amazing. Keith, on those lineups like that, the homegrown, and you yeah. have to go first. How did they decide that? I know this is tough because on a lineup like that and you got to go first, that's tough. What did you know what? It's, it's if you ask John Paul, if you ask the the fabulous Kenny Robinson, they'll tell you I'm the best bullet in the game. He literally there, is. There a reason, yeah. There's a reason Pedro, why they put me first. Pedro sets oh, it cool. off. And, there's a reason and, why and, that show was hot. There was a yes. reason. If, if that show would have started off with someone low energy – and you know, like you said, mm-hmm. there's a front row. They're all rowdy and stuff. Mm-hmm. That could have been my fault. I think it could have been quiet the whole night. I think it's your if gift. Someone else it's the gift on. and the curse, really. With, it's the with, gift with, and the with, curse, with Pedro. Because uh, I mean, yeah, when you have a lineup like that, how, why wouldn't you want to set it off like that? Mm-hmm. It was, it was insane. Jean Paul, did you? Because I saw you there and mm-hmm. we were hanging out. But did you perform? Did you say you performed this one or in the past? No, no, I did this. I, I in the past, but I did this one as well. Which one? Which show did you do? Uh, I did the Kevin Hart Laugh Out Loud. Oh tape. Yes. yes, yeah, yes, I did that too. That was Sorry, amazing. I was there. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I had the thing is you see so many shows when you're there and it's yeah. just yeah. like one big blur. And uh, I must have just missed you because uh, that was that that was a great lineup. No, oh, it was crazy. How'd you the, enjoy that? Uh, what and. 
to to give Kevin Hart his due, uh, what I enjoyed about this year's mm-hmm. JFL more so than any any JFL that I'd been to, and this maybe like my third or fourth, uh, it was and, and I mean this in the best possible way. It was the blackest JFL I had ever been to. Right but on. It was, but it was awesome. Right. Well, let's talk about that after the break here on Inside Jokes. Everything to do with comedy with Jean Paul and Keith Pedro on Talk Radio AM six forty. Hi, this is Inside Jokes. I'm Jeremy Hotz. It's not my show. It's Cruiser's show, and it's on Talk Radio AM 640, which you know because you're listening. You came to the right place because you want to laugh. You want to know about comedy. This is the place, Inside Jokes. Thanks for coming by. Uh, Jean-Paul, Keith Pedro, some really solid talent here uh, in the country. Been doing it for a while. Festival players i like to say that because that is uh actually an honor it's a big deal to play in the festivals particularly just for laughs uh jean paul just before the break you said uh, it was the blackest jfl yeah um what does that mean to you what it meant to me was uh for for the longest while i i have been at least uh, i won't say single-handedly but i've been trying to to at least advocate and fight for for Dare I say, for lack of a better term, for the equality uh, in comedy. Uh, it's still very much uh, a white industry in Canada. Um, and even when you go to JFL, the, the, it's, it's very low ethnic-wise. Uh, and this, and Kevin Hart brought in from, from uh, black comics to Latino comics mm-hmm. uh, to Australian comics, South Middle African comics, comics, Middle Eastern mm-hmm. comics, uh, you know, uh, gay comics, and... and I think it added to the value of JFL. So mm-hmm. if there were if there was any remote fear of of the level of comedy dropping because you think ethnic comics can't, you know, help add to the bill, uh, they would have lost on that bet because I think it made this the best JFL. Yes, very I've diverse. It's nice because you get different um well, of course, material and different viewpoints yeah. and it's it's just Dean, what were you going to say? Well, I it's funny. I I love that Kevin Hart came in this year mm-hmm. and in one week at at our biggest Canadian festival, greenlit more independent well Canadian said. comedy projects exactly. than our entire industry yes. does, exactly. yes. which is amazing. Exactly. So exactly. Kevin Hart had his big pitch party. We talked about it on another show, and he accepted pitches for his new online streaming uh, site, yeah, all LOL. Ten. All 10 of them. And he yeah. was going to accept two, and he accepted all 10. And uh, a lot of Canadians, mostly Canadians in there, I think. So Kenny Robinson is great with the Nubian show, really. Sure is. For over a decade, almost 20 years, I think. Not almost 20 years, 22 years. 22 years. 22 See, I got it wrong when he was here, too. Yeah. Um, giving Black Comics stage time. Yeah. And its own show, Sunday nights at Yuck Yucks. So I'll give you a weird story. He turned me the best bullet in town. That's the reason why I'm the best bullet. Wow. Because so I'll of g- Kenny Robinson's room. I'll give you an inside story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Peters and I have known each other since we were 19 years old. Nah. Yeah, man. From where? <laughs> no, You're not Brampton, though. <laughs> huh? From where? In Brooklyn. From Toronto. They're rolling dice no, I, when I started comedy, uh When I started comedy, when I initially started comedy, uh, him and I were probably the only two uh, brown, young brown guys around. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we kind of hit it off, and 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 famously so. So and then my my parents, and, and not to get into the whole thing, my dad wanted, really wanted me to go to school because he was like, I didn't move from Trinidad and Tobago, so you'd be a <laughs> professional jackass. So <laughs> so he wanted me to go back to school. Do uh, you do your dad and your comedy? No, you don't. I don't you do should. my dad. I love my that mom accent. does. But anywho, yeah. um, hey guys, he's here. Oh is it God. Sunday? Is it Sunday? You can edit that out. Yes. Right? Okay. Go ahead. Well, that's actually very family oriented compared to um, what's said here. Uh, so I tried going back to school, and, and uh, it just wasn't working for me because the calling was there. So I happened to be working at this obscure mall, uh, and then he and then Russell came in, and then this is before cell phones, and he's like, where the hell have you been? And then he said, you got to come to Kenny Robinson's. This was the first, the very first uh, oh, Nubian show. Wow. And he's like, you got to come out to the show. And I went, and it literally changed my life oh. uh, from there. Because, because was, you were given the opportunity. And, and yes. so that's what Kenny you're referring to uh, wow. with JFL. Yes. Yes. Keith, you too? That show, actually, when I was, I think, 18 years old, I watched that show at Young and Eglinton, and John Paul was on the show. <laughs> And he had like this this silk shirt <laughs> and dashing shimmering hair. It was <laughs> it was hilarious, and that was the first ever live comedy show I watched. And I was like, I gotta be a comedian. So that show inspired oh, me. Wow! Yeah. What's your bathroom uh, ba- background? <laughs> What's your bath water? Jesus. Background right now. It's a <laughs> black. It's a window. No, but uh, I'm Filipino. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm Ron Joss's little cousin. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. You could cut out black because I meant the people can't see what I meant back there, and I didn't ever want to. Yeah, Filipino, Pacific Islander. Very cool. Uh, Not a lot of Filipino comics here in Toronto that I know of. I think there is now. Now There's like, yeah, now there is. There's you, Ron, Ernie, Ernie, Ryan McGlunup. Ryan McGlunup, McGlunup, yeah, absolutely. uh, Norm, Mm -hmm. Joey Harlem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is he Filipino? Harlem? I I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So JFL highlights, Jean Paul. What was oh, your oh. most fun? Can I say one thing? Hold on. Yes, okay. I, I, I want to say one thing. My JFL, one of my JFL highlights was, because <laughs> if you don't know John Paul on Instagram, he is a fitness CrossFit <laughs> type of dude. You like, can laugh out loud. He's, he's, a, <laughs> he's likes to go to the gym, show off okay. his pecs. We were, <laughs> we were check, me and Chris Robinson were checking in in the Hyatt, and everybody's there drinking, having fun, kicking it, and then out of the elevator comes sweaty John Paul. <laughs> With a cutoff shirt and headphones, we're like, "Yo, where'd you come from? Yo, I, w- I came back from the gym, man. Do it's the reps. We're like, everybody's here is hanging out. This guy's still at the gym. That Party, was funny for that's me. your highlight. That was, that was one of them. I guess John Paul is here. Uh, John Paul. My highlight uh, easily has to be the vibe that was created when Russell Peters took over the DJ. Yes, uh, when that he was took so over much fun. The DJ. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I was turning up. What night was that? The Thursday night? The Thursday, Thursday, Thursday night. night. Yeah. That was like 2.30 a.m. He was hammered. Yeah. And, and he literally played for the rest of the night. And yes. the vibe that I thought it set for the rest of the festival, uh, I think I think it brought the entire yes. room and, and the entire point. performers all that together. Was, that was a cool thing to happen, but I'm sorry to say, but once he was playing that, I was like, oh my God, Russell Peters. And then Blake Griffin walked in and I totally forgot yes. Russell <laughs> Peters. Was From the LA Clippers. It was like a block yeah. party. But the beautiful yes. part, like I said. <laughs> Yo, it's Blake Griffin. <laughs> but it, Blake Griffin was there. Uh, pretty much everybody you've seen on American JK. TV was there. Uh, Canadian yeah. comedians. It, it was it was it, P- yeah. it was, it was insane to me. JK. Everybody was dancing. JK. Everybody was smiling. People were talking. Uh, I, I think it just, again, set the vibe. I so, totally uh, agree. We'll J- talk more on that J. after K. the break. Subban, he wrote the Harry yeah. Potter books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're going to cut all that out, too. Uh, I'm Senior on <laughs> 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 Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640.
This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Akeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Inside Jokes. Lots of laughs here with Keith Pedro, Jean-Paul. We're just wrapping up uh, the JFL party. Uh, some highlights that went on this year. Uh, we're talking because these guys were there and such an integral part of it. And uh, it's nice to hear that it is getting more diverse at these festivals, JFL being the biggest in Canada uh, and in North America somewhat. I w- probably, probably the yeah. world. The right? world. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It's pretty much the Mecca. And the Mecca. And the fact that Kevin Hart goes and gives so much opportunity to comics there. And you were on, uh, Jean-Paul, you were on the LOL uh, Kevin Hart lineup, which was fantastic. Keith Pedro on the homegrown. Well done, guys. Proud. You're young fellas, too. You've got families. Well, he's young. I'm, I'm not so young. Yeah. We actually, I started the same time as you. But way, you, but you CrossFit, so yeah, I cross yes, you're, in, you're younger. I, can I, a lot younger than me. Okay, I also use the gym, like uh, at the Hyatt, and uh, I just want to say, <laughs> that, okay, I yeah. was there to look out at the twin swimming pool, and honestly, to ho- see Blake Griffin in yeah. a tank top. Okay, that's why I use the gym. So you shut know, up. That that whole Thursday night party where Russell was DJing yes. and everything, that was the reason why I missed my Friday train to Windsor. <laughs> it really was. As it should have been. Yeah. As it should have been. It, it was. was the Comedy Central party. As it should have yeah. been. Yeah. What am I going to do? Go to Windsor? No. So much fun. Figuratively all, and literally it was the Comedy Windsor. Central party. Right? Yeah. yeah. So Blake Griffin, I was. Uh, his room was across from mine. I, I know I talked about this before and I was waiting for that magical moment where he was really, really drunk and accidentally bumped into my door and then I I would I would open the door as if like oh wow did you oh my god you're here at my door and it just <laughs> never really happened you never really got that drunk but there's a committed guy who was partying I, I think yeah the morning after that party yeah Hyatt was silent uh like a Bill Cosby date night like just everyone was passed Boom. out and I woke up to go to the global and the only person awake awake was Blake Griffin and he was going out for his run he is just yeah. a, a pro athlete and that's what you do. You party, but you go work out. That's so how you like jump over Tia's. What? That, so are you, though. Because I watched the clip of the morning show. Yes. And I know how late you were up because you were <laughs> Facebooking live everything till like four in the morning every day. <laughs> I was so drunk. But I watched you on the morning show yes. and you're just like all, you're, you're all yeah. makeup and everything and just perky. And then yes. you got Jeremy Hotz beside you and he yes. looked like he was dying. Like even more <laughs> than normal. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? It was funny when uh, Blake Griffin saw me that morning. I know he looked at me. We talked. Yeah. And I know he thought I was, it was like Vegas. Like I was still from the night before makeup up and dressed up when he had no idea where I was going. But I did actually reapply my makeup for that. I just want to make it known because my girlfriends were making fun of me. So anyway, <laughs> let's move on from that. Um, there was an article in Maxim magazine with the grand, one of the grand padres of comedy, Eddie Murphy. Who? No, I'm sorry. The, the Eddie. And Prince Akeem? We were talking about it before. Speaking of, thanks to Hakeem Optical, by the way, for sponsoring oh, look at the that. show. Wow. Look at that. Yes, helping that you part. see uh, Your eyes can have better. it all. That's yeah. right. Did you know that? That's they can. true. Did you know? Only if you go to Hakeem, though. That's right. Thank you. Hashtag yeah. inside jokes, Hakeem Optical. Uh, when, I talked to Hakeem, when I talked about this article, Jean-Paul jumped up. And said he, what, he influenced you? He single-handedly influenced me to go into comedy. Mm -hmm. Like he is... What part of it? What was it? The cool part? Because he did make it very cool. He was, he was... uh, What movie? Vampire in Brooklyn? No, man. Uh, (laughs) uh, It was a combination of of Delirious and him on SNL. Yes. When he was on SNL. And and to me, he was was the first real 
comedy rock star. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else That's was right. everyone else was was famous and funny, like the Priors and and the, mm-hmm. and, and those kind. Of, but but Eddie Murphy to me had that reverence, that kind of mis- that comedic mystique. Mm-hmm. Like he was the coolest dude yeah. out. Like I still have. It's funny if you it, at, at home, I still have a, a file. If it, in, in these times and days, uh, I look like a stalker. I still have posters, <laughs> Rolling Stone covers. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So. We're a fan. You know, his influence on me, because we're from the same generation mm-hmm. too, was that he wore leather on stage. Yeah. And his influence to me, to comedy, because it was the same impact, mm-hmm. was I always wear leather on stage, like anytime I can. Um, with the exception of this festival I just did on the weekend, I look like a sweaty hoe. But uh, I couldn't wear it. But I mostly, uh, <laughs> more than usual. Hashtag more than usual. sweaty hoe have came up. Hoe on payday, yeah. <laughs> Proud moment. Sweaty hoes. Um, but he, he just did make it very cool. He took stand-up to a different level. He made it a show. There was music. Yeah. He had the full... Uh, was it in Raw or Delirious that he's wearing the red leather outfit? Delirious. Anyway, I, I, wouldn't, I don't remember, but Delirious. <laughs> well, that's true, though. It was like, purple in uh, Raw. Anyway. Yeah, uh, he really was. He was a rock star in comedy. Like, he had that swagger. He had that yes. attitude. Because he's coming... Like, he was in that era where it was like... Mostly white dudes in suit jackets and Reeboks right. just like, you ever notice uh, airplane food? You know? yes. And then Eddie Murphy just came in and just grabbed the world by the throat. That's right. You know? Very original. Keith, did he have an influence on you? He did. Uh, I love the fact that he was very, like, when you watch Richard Pryor and stuff like that, Richard Pryor would talk about, like, regrets and self-esteem issues and <laughs> stuff like that. But Eddie Murphy was the most cocky, right. arrogant. Like, That's right. He was like, he was like a bully. But I don't, but here's the funny thing that you say, not to cut you off, but that I am. Uh, I think, I think Richard Pryor uh, allowed Eddie Murphy to exist. Yeah. Oh, because which part though? Of course. Of course. Uh, To to be able to, to talk about your, your, your truths and your realities. And I think Eddie Murphy's reality was not what Richard Pryor's was. Yeah. Eddie Murphy grew up as a a kid in a a slightly upper middle class Mm -hmm. family from Roosevelt. Well, we're talking about Eddie Murphy because this article on Maxim talks about Eddie Murphy might be making a comeback in comedy. And one of the reasons he laughed was because of all the new blood and he didn't feel he could compete. We're going to talk about that after the break on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. Inside Jokes, when you like comedy, you like to hear about it, and you're a fan, this is the place to come to. Thanks for joining us uh, with Jean-Paul and Keith Pedro. Very hot talent in uh, Canada and beyond. North America, guys? The world? Yeah. Have you conquered? Or are we just making that up? I know Keith has. Okay. <laughs> All right. I've been a few places, yeah. Very cool. We're talking about Eddie Murphy before the break and his influence on us and how there's talk in the Maxim article about him possibly coming back. How will that... He he left it. He states in the article he left it because the industry changed. And I think to for a part of him, because he was doing these open mics to practice his material, as everybody does. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the biggest of comics go to have their home club. They go to try out material. And he didn't feel uh, it was not working. And he just left comedy and he just got longer and longer. And now he's thinking of coming back. The industry's changed. He's, you know, how do you guys think he's going to do? What does this mean with such a guy, like such an influence like him coming back? 
personally, I think it's it's tough, man. But comedy is the only thing where you can take a break like that for a long time and come back. Because comedy is the only entertainment game where age gets you more material. Age, you never see, mm-hmm. like, you yeah. see all these YouTube videos well of, like, of prodigy DJ, 12 years old, prodigy yes. girl, 12. You never see prodigy comedian, 9 yes. years old. It's like, what are you going to talk Galone about, Mace Galoni started at 6. He was, yeah. But Mace Galoni <laughs> walked out of his mother's womb. Yes. Like, he was very mature. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. he was putting Earl Grey in his sippy yeah. cup. Like, <laughs> he you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He was mature. He looks like a vacuum cleaner salesman from the 50s. Like, he yeah. was born a middle-aged man. Wow. I'm pretty sure yeah. his email address is still simpatico. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he... Is an old the king man. of one-liners, Keith Pedro. And you don't <laughs> see that with young comics, and I just want to highlight that because when I was researching this and watching you, I was like, "Wow, not a lot of people do that anymore." It's a lot of storytelling now, mm-hmm. and I'm actually trying to shift from my old cougar <laughs> Phyllis Diller ways and trying to become a storyteller of sorts. So it's nice to hear Jean Paul, very talented dude, been at this for a while, talking about the almighty Eddie Murphy. So, this is exciting. But my my uh. My my version of it is with with Eddie Murphy is I won't say he really dropped out I think he he had moved on to to different avenues from doing movies and and acting and trying to do music and all that kind of mm-hmm. things so when he walked into clubs and you see dudes like uh, Louis C K who you know is a craft master when you see mm. Dave Chappelle who's you know uh, you know one of the kings of comedy as well uh, dudes like Chris Rock and Carrot Top and yeah Carrot Top as <laughs> yeah well. big talent uh, when you see guys like that who just specifically focus on stand up. It's tough to it, it's tough to compete with that when mm-hmm. you're you got to be on set at six in the morning mm-hmm. and and, and you, you got to write Norbert too yeah but I, and <laughs> and as many kids as uh, as Eddie was having at the time it's tough yeah. to it's tough to comedy is something you need to focus on you can't yes. just you can't yeah. just, yes. you can't dabble you can't it's a Thank hobby you. of mine <laughs> no you have to quit your job Dean you did that a lot of people do that you yeah. really. That has to be your job and you have to be it committed. Does. It is hard. You've got to pull the safety net. Yes. And it's, uh, you know, I did a set um, on the weekend. I'm in the middle of a move. I've got the kids. And it didn't, you know, the audience didn't know that I screwed up, but I did. And it bothered yeah. me because I had so much space in my brain for exactly. other things. You need to make space. And that space. clouds your whole set. It you clouds no, it. It's the only thing that you, you could have totally. got nine applause breaks, but that one mistake is the one thing That's you remember it. taking away from that Because I could have killed the joke. I, I had great new material. It was, uh, I had other comics there. Uh, it was an Italian show. And uh, some leaders in the Italian comic community were Spaduch like, good material. Spaduch was there. Spaduch. Uh, Celebration. And, and I, you know, and it just, you have to commit. And uh, Dean, you were talking about that yourself. Well, and I think, I think for guys like Eddie Murphy, too, and, and the same thing happened with Chappelle, but not for his, the, the same amount of time, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think once you get to that level, comedy is this thing where it has to stay sort of fluid and organic and you're writing as you go mm-hmm. and you have to constantly be crafting new things. It's tough to be a guy who got to Eddie Murphy's level and you go to try some material right. and keep on your craft and people are just going, do delirious, do raw, do right. de- you know, you can't try new stuff. So or I think- even like, he can't even test jokes out and bomb. That's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you just, just gotta be. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. You don't have that freedom to just be a stand-up comedian. Well, not just freedom, you don't have that luxury. Yeah, yeah. the luxury. Yeah. You can't, well, he won late. 2015, he won uh, the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. His yeah. acceptance speech was hilarious. Of course, he did a Bill Cosby imitation. Uh, so check that out. We'll we'll post it on the uh, Facebook. Vince, we're gonna post it on Inside. The, imita- the uh, imitation actually put the audience to sleep too soon. Too soon. <laughs> 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 Let's go out on that. More on that on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Well done. Well done.
I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Remember when the ice cream man used to come to town when you was little, and no matter what you was doing, you would stop and lose your mind? There's something about the ice cream truck that made kids lose it. And they can hear that from 10 blocks away. They don't hear their mother calling them, but they hear that ice cream truck. And no matter what was going on, the ice cream man came and stopped. You'd be getting some marbles and Ice cream! Ice cream! The ice cream man is coming! The ice cream man is coming! Ma! Ma! Those are some money! The ice cream man is coming! Didn't your mother come to the window and be throwing change? You're saying, get your father toasted almond bar and get your brother icy and get yourself vanilla cone and bring back my change. And you catch all that <laughs> down the street, top speed. Chasing the ice cream truck going, ice cream! Ice cream man always drove extra block though. And I know he's seen us, but I think he just be in the car with his friends saying, watch me make how fast I make this <laughs> run. <laughs> you be behind him doing 50 going, ice cream! You stop, you be all went out of Winston. Uh, uh, ice cream man, ice cream man, uh, can I have this? I want this over here and a, a toast on by my father and give me this ice over here and vanilla cone. Thank you, ice cream man. Thank you. Thank you, ice cream man. Thank you. And you get your ice cream. I get my ice cream. I remember I'll get my ice cream and I didn't eat it. I sang for a little while, you know. You know how kids are, everyone. I have some ice cream. I have some ice cream. I have some ice cream. And I'm gonna eat it all. I'm gonna eat it. Inside Who's jokes. Married? Keith Pedro and uh, John Paul were just talking about the good old days of SNL, actually. And, and hashtag sweaty hoes. <laughs> and that's my personal hashtag, I think. Um, when people talk about SNL, we all talk about uh, your favorite cast. What was the best and some of your favorite players? John Paul, you're talking about Tib Kazarinski. What happened to him? Remember the short guy with the glasses? I liked him too. Astigmatism. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, that was it. He was short sighted in his career. Uh, oh, he pops up. up once in a blue moon in the odd things. So. Does he? In a yeah. movie? In mostly whack a mole games. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. I like this. This yeah. is the way inside jokes should be. But those, they had weird cat, like during that Annie Murphy era, because he was the star of that Wasn't show. Wasn't Elaine that- Bennis in it? Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, and she oh, married Brad Hall. She married Brad Hall. From Brad the news Hall. desk. Yeah. Yes. Um, but you had like weird. Robert Downey Jr. was in the cast set for, for, for a year. year. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. Like, they were just, because they were tanking, right? Right. So they were just trying to put in these young actors, people who weren't even comics. Mm-hmm. Sort of like festivals do, right? Wow. <laughs> the galas. I don't know why you looked at me when you said that. There you go. Dean Young getting real at 11, yeah. 12 a.m. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, that's what they were doing. They were just putting these people in because it was numbers, right? But Eddie was the the highlight of that cast for yes. that entire time, and and he he blew up because of that. And he gave the show at one of its worst times. He gave the show credibility again too because people were tuning in mainly to watch Eddie. And he gave it iconic characters, like yes, the, you absolutely. know the Mister Robinson's neighborhood. Yeah. And, oh my god, Gumby, Gumby and uh, Buckwheat. Buckwheat. Oh, Buckwheat yeah. was the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, he Murphy and again we're going back to the article. I wasn't going to, but he talked about how the Def Jam uh, comedy style kind of cha- was a game changer for him, and it was difficult for him. Uh, JB Smoove, who was at um, love, that. love that dude, man. Oh, man. He, he was amazing. inspirational to me at this JFL. He right? killed 
But what was he killing on? Like, what was he talking about that he, he was just killing? He was amazing. The, 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 the most, the most amazing thing to me when I watched his gala um, was the the commitment to the act. Like, even he wasn't getting the response because they weren't they weren't jokes. It was it was act outs, mm-hmm. and he committed yeah. to yes. the to the jokes and to the character, and that was amazing to yes. me. Yes, he was. Um, so uh, people know him as the, one of the stars on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He steals the show. Uh, oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Everybody talks about. I think he he's also the, the host of uh, Last Comic Standing as well. I believe. Yes, and Pootie Tang. Yes. Classic. I interviewed JB Smoove at, on the red carpet at JFL this year, and we had a great conversation. We're going to be uh, posting some of that interview. You could check it on mm-hmm. the Facebook, uh, Inside Jokes Facebook. Uh, and he's such a profound guy. Like, I had a really, even though it was a red carpet and we have only a couple of minutes together, he made some profound statements. And um, a dope dude, he, man. Ta- he, he does. Yeah. And he talks about commitment in that interview. It's funny you said that. Okay. And he says, you know, stay to it. You know, he said, he was saying to me, because I was talking about my challenges, you know, I always like to drop, you know, how. So people feel sorry for me and give me interviews. And uh, he says, you know, stick to it. And you can be on the other side of this this rope next year. And he's like inspirational. He doesn't have to say that. Like, you know, some of the stuff. So it's yeah. always indicative what kind of talent you're talking to and how they treat the people up and coming. Yeah. yeah. But I like to also believe comedy like life is an exchange of energy. And and what I got out of it. And again, not to come back to the Here whole comes JFL CrossFit talk. John. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is what Hashtag sweaty hoes, baby. You have, baby. You have to align your chi yes yeah. yeah no but I, but i mean it, it literally is an exchange of energy and that's and that's what mm-hmm. i enjoyed most of all about this festival it was like i i people were asking me what it's like to be at jfl and i said it's like being being a mutant and being at like you know charles xavier school like yes. every like yeah. everybody there which mutant knows would you the, be though yeah which mutant would you be though yeah well, i don't even know Who'd, that reference I don't know, i'm yeah. too old charles xavier would be the green guy it's so true though it's whatever. like summer camp for comics it, it yeah. totally yeah. is and everybody I've never been there to summer camp why do people keep using every, these analogies everybody there respects the fact that whoever's there made it Legitimately, so no yeah. one questions wait, how you got uh, there. No, wait, stop There's, that. Well, no, no, stop before that. we go into that, I would like <laughs> this year. It felt a lot more, even more so, communal than past years. Yeah. And JB yes. Smoove just kind of felt like this honorary mayor of JFL yes. this year, right? Like That's he right. was really there with everyone. He was the MC for the JFL. He, awards. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I said wait on that because the, some comments we we even made in this show that sometimes people make it into festivals who shouldn't be. Oh, I don't man. know if that was the case this year. Um, I know I'm going to gun for a festival just to be yeah, that but, person because I want to but see when, like. But when, when isn't some of our industry based on who likes you? Yeah, exactly. You don't have to like what somebody does. This whole industry is based on nepotism. And if you're liked and you're not that good, you're still going to get stuff. Yes, that's So the right. people who deserve it don't always get their chance okay. to shine. But when they get their chance to shine, damn. That's bet. also called they gotta radio. Go bullet. Oh, oh, yeah. Excuse me. That's also wow. called radio industry, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Yeah. A lot oh, of yeah. careers built on nothing in radio yeah. and entertainment in general. That's like, what I mean. Look at the, the entire industry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just part of entertainment, right? It's just um, a lot of it's glad handing, baby. Yes, and that's how I got this show. Thanks Especially for Kim Kardashian, she <laughs> owes Ray hear... J a lot of money. Yes, she does. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about it. Uh, um, some plugs after this break. Please stay tuned, where we could catch Keith Pedro and Jean Paul Santa Cruz on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM six forty. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> well, this has been fun, Jean-Paul, Jean-Paul and Keith Pedro. 
Thank you. Lots Thank of you. fun. I had a lot of fun. So yes. Where can we see you live, John? John Paul, you just did, by the way, I just want to give a plug to that big show you just had. Great lineup. Uh, the Comedy Revival. Yes, uh, I love I that. I did out in Durham. I heard that show was good. Who was on that? Uh, Frank Spadone. We had the fa- the fabulous Keith Pedro was on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who went bullet, baby? Yeah, Sandra Badalini on yeah. the show. Nick Reynoldson. Frank Spadone. Fire. Uh, Cedric Newman. The crowd uh, has, the audience is already asking me when the next one yeah, is going to be. Yeah, that was a great show. That was a good lineup, man. Uh, and so, what do you do? You have any more of those coming up? I'm gonna or? have one. I'm gonna do them quarterly. So the next one's gonna be uh, at the end of October. Um, Can we make it more local, or is, do you live out there? Is that I, I live out there, and and um, what I, so the whole the whole thing behind the whole comedy revival is uh, I kind of the venue was a church. It's an old church. It's not a church. It's not a real church anymore. The building is a church, but it's it's they sucked all the holy out of it. Ghostbusters came in, <laughs> really, and uh, yeah, and it's, and they've turned it into a hall. So my whole thing with the <laughs> church revival. Came. <laughs> <laughs> My whole thing with the revival is it's kind of like a church revival. I want to travel around because I, I, there's so much uh, crazy stuff going on in the world today, and I don't mm-hmm. think enough people uh, laugh or smile anymore. That's right. So, uh, the, Amen. The whole revival this thing is whole, means your whole it, energy it can, thing. Yeah. Your whole yeah. Energy. Exchange, it's true, we're though. exchanging energy, man. I'm with My you. motto is saving the world one joke at a time. That is, that is, that is how that, that is that is how Amen. I live my life. I love that. Uh, you and, know what? And, 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 we are healers. <laughs> we are given a gift, are. and we and are healers. So basically, Amen. I want to I want to travel around with the the comedy revival because I know a lot of funny people that uh, you can that, catch John Paul performing at Cam H. Third floor, East Wing. Keith Pedro, Alt Dot Comedy Lounge. Yeah, I'll be there. What date? Monday, 29th. August, August 29th. 29th. Uh, you could also catch me on Kevin Hart's uh, LOL Network that comes out in 2017. I'm doing some college tours early September. So Well done. And I definitely want to plug one show. It's called Canada's Finest at the Comedy Bar on September 10th. And I've got uh, Kate Trevor Wilson, uh, Deanne Smith, and myself. Wow. Just Solid. I, I want to give some show. love to Yuck Yucks Ajax sponsoring the show. And uh, you can check Shannon Laverty out there. I love her. Oddball Comedy Fest. At uh, Molson Amphitheater, September 4th. Yeah. Uh, we were all over um, social media with it because of the lineup of Sebastian Maniscalco, Brian Regan, John Mulaney. Uh, please get your tickets for that. That's a great lineup, too. Uh, September 10th, you could catch me uh, for Inside Jokes Live, Woodbridge Pasta Festival on the main stage oh, at Woodbridge hey. Fairgrounds. Oh, we got some Pisons. We got Eric Johnson, Mark Anthony, Jeffy, Jack Danny, Angela. Brios for everybody. Rebecca, <laughs> Nicholas Georgie, John Paul Scarpelli, MC Giuseppe, all the Pisons, Ricardo Bacchiardo, everything that ends Vin in a vowel. Viviano's going to yeah. do your tires uh, if you show so on early. the okay, IMDb September page 14th, for Sopranos. September 14th, Dino. It's our, we're launching Inside Jokes Live at the Brogue yeah. Import Credit in the hood. Right? That's yeah, a big nice. night. Dino Yango. My old roommate from down the street is coming. Who? Dad. <laughs> nice. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot about him. Yeah. So get your we're Frank talk, Young? Is it Frank Young? That's Bruce. Bruce. That's a great Young. lineup. We're gonna do that once a month at the Brogue and Port Credit. So yeah. I look forward to seeing all my peeps out there. September twenty fifth, I'm gonna be speaking at the After Breast Cancer Pink Diamond Gala luncheon uh, at the Park Riviera in the Good Bridge. Uh, please check it out there. I don't live there pop, uh, against popular uh, requests. I actually don't live in Woodbridge. I just like you to should. visit there. You don't like the Fortinos around there? I love oh, it. They oh, actually have a great Fortinos there. Great Fortinos. Uh, November 4th, I'll be at the Grand Olympia uh, fundraiser for McMaster Children's Foundation. I'll be there with Massimo, uh, Mark Anthony, and um, Freddie Proya. So uh, lots going on in the next few months. Please stay Damn, tuned. Damn, girl, you booked. Check Shout out, out to Freddie Proya. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks to Techie Tom, <laughs> Dino Yango, hey. Tevin, 
Oh. Uh, Vince Tedesco, check out After the Show on YouTube at Inside Joke 640. Contact us on social media. I'm Sandra Carusi. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Hi, it's Techie Tom in this week's Comedy RX featuring Keith Pedro. Glad you turned 31. And I noticed when uh, you get older, the way you treat your money is different. You ever notice that? Like, remember when you're younger, you used to walk into high school with that new leather jacket? Yo, check out this jacket, bro. 300 bucks. What? And now as you get older, it's like, yo, check out these pants, H&M, $12. <laughs> Still got the tag on, gonna return tomorrow after the interview. <laughs> need that right now, need that, yo. Right? It's crazy when you get older, man, the things that you have to remember as an adult are crazy. Remember when you were younger, all you had to remember was phone numbers, right? All you had to remember phone numbers, to call your friends to hang out. As you get older, you got a cell phone, you don't have to remember phone numbers. What do you have to remember as an adult? 97 logins and passwords to live your goddamn life. You need logins and passwords, I need to know. It's crazy, and you can't write down all your logins and passwords. You gotta put it in the same place. And sometimes that same place requires a login and password. It's messed up. Think about it, logins and passwords are the new phone numbers. They're the new phone numbers. That's why I predict in the future, 2035, when you go to jail, you're not gonna have one phone call. You're gonna have one login, one account, one minute, right? The officer's gonna hand you an iPad in your jail cell. He's like, good luck, buddy. You got one minute, go. You know what people are gonna screw that up? You know what people are gonna yell at their jail cell? Come on, man, give me another chance. Bro, the caps lock was on, man. The caps lock. Awesome. And you could always uh, contact us here. I want to thank uh, producer Vince Tedesco and our technical producer, Tom. Contact us at uh, Instagram or Twitter at InsideJoke640 on Facebook. and uh, Or check out my website, SandraCarusi.com. Thanks for listening each week on the world of comedy here on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640.